0: welcome back to Madness in the Method, the foremost Nicolas Cage podcast, where we do nothing but talk about Nicolas Cage. Still, at this point, we are still talking about Nicolas Cage. It's been fun so far, but now it's starting to get a little hard. Uh, My name is Tobias, and with me as always is my friend and trusted co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello, and today we have a, a special guest. Um, esteemed YouTuber
1: Camilla! Hello! (laughs) I don't know if I would call myself esteemed, but thank you!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're you're a YouTuber, you talk about, like, art history and culture?
1: Yeah. Something like that? Yeah, that's how I would describe it. I just make short little videos about artists from art history, basically.
0: I saw some of your videos a while ago, I realized. Um I don't know if I found your channel randomly or if we had talked about it sometimes. It's, I think we've met at Christopher's yeah. sometime.
1: I think I remember I showed you my YouTube channel.
0: Yes, that's true. That's true.
1: <laughs> you said you liked so my you... thumbnails.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um they're be- they're better than ours at least. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but we uh, today we we're talking about uh, uh, a, 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 I don't want to say a very special movie, but it's a kind of a <laughs> special movie, and we thought we needed a, a third perspective on it.
1: Well, it was certainly uh, interesting. Was
0: a, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very I'm very eager to hear what you think of it because today we're talking about Drive Angry, the 2011 action spectacle starring Nicolas Cage and Amber Heard. Uh, Nicholas Cage being uh, some sort of guy who escapes from hell to save his granddaughter from being sacrificed by a devil worshipping cult.
1: Yeah, yeah, and the leader of the cult is also Twilight Dad. Yes! Yes! That's where that's I knew him devil. from! <laughs>
0: ah. <laughs> I oh can... you didn't realize it.
1: No! I mean I've wow. only seen I've only seen the first
0: Twilight movie, and I saw it. 10 years ago so I I don't know that's basically the only time I've seen him but now I
1: know yeah of course I mean I just realized it in the last five minutes of the film I was like where I have seen him before I have seen him so many times I just cannot put him and then it's like oh just imagine him with a mustache and then it just clicked
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) he's uh, a deputy something swan or whatever it is
1: yeah, yeah 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 yeah
0: Uh, so yeah I, I I've talked
2: about this movie for to both of you yes this is, this is uh, uh, I would say uh, as a review I read uh, describe it most this is way beyond guilty pleasure and a must see trash uh, which I think <laughs> mm. <laughs> captures this movie. sure uh, I I saw this when this when it was released or well released on DVD I guess mm-hmm. uh, I didn't see it the cinema. <laughs> um and I just I this is just I really enjoy this movie because it's so stupid. It's one of those movies you laugh at. You never laugh with the movie, only at the movie. Um so I, I, I knew I was in for a good time. Uh what were you guys thinking? Um I guess based on what I have told you <laughs> for. So what what did you what did you think you would think about the movie before you saw it? Do you want to go first,
1: Camila? <laughs> um, yeah. So you kind of gave me a little bit of uh, of information about the film before I watched it, and I just knew there was going to be some sort of action stuff. Um, I knew there was going to be some like you know sexy woman in it. So I thought that was kind of like a standard kind of one of those films. Mm-hmm. And then I just wanted to read just a tiny little bit about it before I watched it. Um, and I was kind of surprised to read that both the director and the writer both have worked with like um, horror projects. Like the director yeah. has worked mm. with uh, Wes Craven before as like his movie editor and stuff like that. So I was kind of... Mm. Uh, I first thought like, well, how are they going to get this horror inspiration in there? But then I watched it <laughs> and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> it <makes> sense,
2: yeah. <laughs> But well, did you think you would like it or that you would not like
1: no, it? No, I did not think I was going to like it.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, <okay. laughs> uh, yes.
0: yes, yeah, it's, it's, I was uh, I, comp- I hadn't cared about looking up this movie at all. Um, I knew of it. Um, I'd seen the Red Letter Media review of it many, many years ago. And that's about it. Mm. Um, until you talked about it. I was like, oh, right, that one. Oh, I don't know. Um, but then, yeah, I found out uh, Patrick Lussier, who directed this, who also directed one of our favorite movies, Christopher, uh, Dracula Two Thousand. Oh yeah, yeah. No which is produced by Wes Craven. Um, but I f- yeah, I found that out in the credits, so it didn't mm. really affect my my viewing. Um, so I had really had no no like preconceived notion going. And then you said it's like a guilty pleasure kind of movie, and I, you know, yeah. and then it's like a you know a silly a- over the top action movie, which I like. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Um, so,
2: without giving you the score, what did you think about the movie after you
0: watched it? Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It was sporadically funny, but overall it made me want to take a nap. Okay. Which I did. <laughs> about an hour in, I was like, um, no, I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> and uh, Camilla? Um,
1: well... I Well, first of all, I watched it alone, and I feel like to mm. really, really enjoy this film, you I mean, you have to watch it with, like, another person. It's yeah, not going to be too. funny to just watch it alone, I think.
0: No, it's, it's a hangout movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, no. <laughs> but, I mean, it was not enough horror for me to be kind of, like, into it, it was not like I did enjoy the silly action part, but it wasn't like you need a little bit of kind of like uh, finesse with the whole action thing to make it work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this was just like, I mean, <laughs> you could hear like when they put the punching sound effects onto like the, the clip, and like you could see all the stupid CGI axes flying ever like everywhere, and it like it just did not look like good at all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. But and I, I think we we we're, we're watching it in a substandard way though because this is obviously supposed to be uh, uh, experienced in 3D. Oh I yeah. Mean, it, I was, didn't know it was it was it was actually shot with proper 3D cameras. One of very few movies. Yeah. Most movies are converted into 3D. Um that's why you have all these like the stupid oh, CGI bullets yeah, and debris sense. flying towards the camera. Yeah. And um a I, th- lot and more I think sense.
2: the, the- the worst one, I think, in the entire movie is right at the end when Nicholas Cage is like ha- holding a oh, skull. The skull, and just yeah. Okay. Punches it through the screen for no reason. You can't reason. kill
0: a dead man. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> 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 yeah, so I, uh, I, when I started watching this, I I thought I was putting in this is like top five s- so bad it's good movies for me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, you, it's, you know? it's just up there. After this time, I'd say it's dropped down to top 10. I think. But it's
0: still up there. <laughs> it's, it's still near top 10? Yeah, yeah. It's up there I with, like, it's... The Room and Troll 2? Oh, yeah. I mean, I would rather Whoa, watch okay. this.
2: Because uh, it's... I-, I don't know. The thing that I like so much is that it's so... It feels like it's like a 14 year old boy has written every mm. thing of it and nobody oh, yeah. helped him out. There's every line, every action scene, everything is just so cringy, quote unquote, good cool guy stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was kind of I... thinking, who is this film for? And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's very much just like a little boy who just hit puberty. Like, it's all their favorite oh, yeah. things in this film.
2: Yeah, and I, I think one of the things I like, why I think it's so enjoyable, is that I sort of can relate to that 14 year old boy. Yeah. I can sort of laugh at myself that when I was like 14, this was sort of what I thought was cool in a way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I but think. I, maybe... I, I think...
0: Yeah. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go I ahead. think maybe
1: maybe that's why I, you know, maybe didn't the film didn't resonate with me in the same way because I oh, didn't no. have the same experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's certainly for a niche audience, I suppose. Um, <laughs> I gotta say though, like, yeah, it's it's like it's written uh, by and for a fourteen-year-old boy, which means it also has the, 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 the finesse <laughs> of, a, of a of a movie made by a fourteen-year-old boy. Um, cause like, yeah, I, I, like I, like I said, I love like cheesy over the top action movies like this. Like one of my all time favorite movies is Stone Cold starring Brian Bosworth. Um, but the, but the, or like Cobra with, uh, with oh. Sylvester Stallone, one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, but the thing is that they are kind of incidentally cringy, like, they think they're making a great movie, a good movie, you like a good entertainment, um, and they kind of, like, you, you kind of, like, sneak at, like, they really think this was good, you know, and you laugh at that. This feels like they're deliberately trying to make it, like, cheesy, um, which you can't really, that's, that's a weird sentence, you can't really make cheese, but you can't make <laughs> cheese, you can't really make a cheesy movie, it has to, like, um, make itself organically, a lot of uh cheese here um you know what I, you know what i mean the same thing you can't make it deliberately so bad that it's a good movie it yeah, has kind and of make itself
2: yeah and i i strongly believe that the writer of this movie actually think it's a cool movie i <sighs> don't think that he understands what he is creating <laughs> <laughs>
1: But I find that I it's don't, kind I, of like I don't um know. have you have you guys seen *Malignant*? It came out like yes, two years. <gasps> uh, yes.
0: I uh, that is one of the most confusing movies I've ever seen. Because
1: <laughs> like as you said, like you know, uh, I don't think you can make cheese. But I mean, I feel like he totally made cheese with *Malignant*. Like I feel because he um oh what's his name again? The director. Um, uh, James Wan. Yeah, yeah. Because he's made you know *The Conjuring*. I think he made like the first *Saw* movie. And like yeah, those are I mean, you know, movies yeah, those are like staples in horror, so it's like you know that he knows how to make a good film, but then mm-hmm. he comes out with malignant and it's just like I honestly do think he he made it bad on purpose, and I really also think that he succeeded <laughs> because I mean, I had a great time watching malignant. oh yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I love malignant, but i i I, th- I think. That like I said, I'm I'm very confused by that movie because I can't I can't tell if he's tr- deliberately making it bad or if he just thought he was making a weird horror movie because I know he was he was inspired by like uh, you know uh, 70s jalo movies like Profondo Rosso or Suspira and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and at the same time trying to make like a modern horror movie, which you know he kind of he kind of created that wave of early 2010 horror. You know. Um, yeah, conjuring, insidious, like uh, haunting movies.
1: Yeah,
0: um, and it's it's sort of a it's sort of a, a mix of that, yeah. and then a little bit of well, a lot of action towards the end, which he has actually he's done some action before. Mm. And and I like I wrote a letterbox, and I I don't know if it's a if it's a five star or <laughs> one star, it's somewhere in between. <laughs> but okay. that makes it, like, one of the best movies I've ever seen. Because I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I'm thoroughly entertained. Yeah. And so, this is... That's one end of the spectrum. And I think Drive Angry lands on the other side of the spectrum, for me at least. Mm. It feels... It's too try-hard, you know? Oh. For me at least. It feels like it's, they're trying to make it cool or cheesy, I, you know? I was
2: thinking this time when I watched it with, like, a critical eye. Because I... Yeah? I only watched this, like, with friends having a couple of beers and laughing at it. That's the only way I watched this. Mm -hmm. really. And that was the first time I actually sit down and watch it. uh, Yeah, with a critical eye. And I was like, maybe they are trying to make like sort of a parody, sort of a, uh, yeah, a a bad movie, a movie on purpose. But then I looked on the writer's IMDb page and he wrote like Jason X and my Mm -hmm. Bloody Valentine remake. So... I think I, I think they're being serious. Uh, yeah. I think he's serious. Yeah, that's I think
1: he, I think he's being
0: very serious. But yeah. he, but but the writer also uh, that's that's that that feels contradicting because the writer is the guy who plays Amber Heard. What's her name? Piper. Piper's yeah. Uh, fiance. Yeah. So it's like like. Putting himself in that weird role feels like he's like, hey, I'm just having fun, so I'm gonna play the asshole boyfriend or whatever who gets murdered by a baseball bat.
1: Uh, yeah, but then Shyamalan does the same thing, where he's like, oh, I'm yeah. just going to be like a news presenter in the background on this TV, but like, yeah, you know yeah, that I, he, I, he he's very serious.
2: Yeah, I more yeah. think that, that it's like oh, all the good uh, directors put themselves in the movie, so I'm gonna do it too, because he put himself in like every movie. He, he wrote,
0: yeah, I written. know.
2: So,
1: But, I mean, I, I did, like, when I watched the film, I was thinking, like... Because I also had this kind of mental debate, like, are they being serious or not being serious? So I was like, well, what does this movie say if you are actually taking it seriously? Uh, and I went yeah. I went pretty deep with it. Okay.
0: <laughs> what did you find out? Yeah, please,
2: enlighten <laughs> us. I, yeah, I
0: want because I, I did not go very deep. Because I, <laughs> I, I,
2: I'm thinking... <laughs> It's cool. That's how how deep I went through it. That they were it was just re- writing, and then they see this cool line, and then they do the cool thing. That's
1: yeah how I felt. Yeah. So so that. I was thinking like, okay, okay. This is I'm trying to get into the minds of the director here. Like, oh, like mm. really channeling. So I think, I think <laughs> the whole film is about. I mean, obviously life and death. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, But more Mm -hmm. importantly, it's about life and the primitive urges that comes with it. Mm -hmm. So, let me explain. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the movie starts and, well, I'm skipping the first like five, ten minutes when they're like doing the whole, when he's just killing a bunch of people.
0: Mm. Yeah, they're setting up the whole escape yeah. from hell thing, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's just like, oh, you, you know, Nicolas Cage, I'm cool. But then the actual movie starts. And then, so first we start at the cafeteria or like the diner. and the diner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's already like a weird, exaggerated, like, sexual element. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. the two female waitresses are talking about uh, Piper um, Amber Heard's sex life right in front of the customers and yeah Piper is talking about her fiance like wagging his dick in front of her and whatever. And then you know the other waitress comes up to Nicolas Cage and it like takes them like, I don't know, ten seconds before Cage <laughs> is like making out with her, like right on top of the table. And then we go back to Piper and I'm she's being like sexually assaulted like right in front of the customers. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Who don't seem to care. And then, you know, Piper's response to this is, you know, violence. But then it's also kind of like sexual violence because he's, she's crushing his, you know, genitals in his hands. Mm-hmm. And then she just drives off angrily, I might add. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and if we miss that, it actually says on the license plate.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just in case you the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's,
2: it's very subtle. Out so.
1: <laughs> and then, you know, she comes home. Finds her muscular, tattooed fiance, uh, you know, cheating on Piper by like a woman with like huge boobs. And it's like, ex- like it's very like, you know, as porny as they could have made the whole scene. <laughs> <Yep>. uh, <laughs> and then again, it's like this is being responded to with violence, how like Amber is just uh, beating up the, uh, the girl and stuff. And it's like they have like a cat fight and the woman is like naked, so they're having like a fucking weird naked beating up each other kind of thing. Which happens again with, you know, Nicolas Cage when he is uh, sleeping with like the waitress and then they barge in (laughs) and he just like murders everyone whilst still having, you know, still fucking the waitress. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> and and drinking drinking booze and smoking it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that mean, was... I
1: I think that scene is just kind of encapsulates the whole point of the film. Like it's it's okay. like it's, you know, it's it's dirty, it's just a bunch of sex, it's just a bunch of violence, it's like liquor, it's all like, you know, humans kind of basic urges and pleasure and like what life on earth is about. And then this is, like, juxtaposed with all the religious themes in the background. How, you know, you have the, you know, heaven and hell, the the religious cults and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I just think this film is like, what does it mean to be human? You know? Mm. I think that is the core, core element of this film. Anyway,
2: that's... Well, I, <laughs> I, sure. like, the, I like the idea. Uh... Again, I, I don't feel uh, that's what this movie... I don't think they thought that long. I honestly, I mean, I honestly give, think give, they did. I,
1: I can see them in, like, the writer lounge being like, oh, my God, yeah, this is so fucking deep. <laughs> I well... I mean, that's the only way I can come up with, like, people... I don't know how old they were when they wrote this film, but they must have been, like, fucking in Their 40s, like you know, yeah, yeah, I mean, they, yes. yes, yeah.
0: That's the only um, reason I can
1: think of that they, you know, wrote something like this. <laughs> um,
0: like, like, there is, there is, there's is some sense to what you're saying, and I'm trying to, like, uh, like, seriously, like, uh, put it into, like, I'm, 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 I'm recapping the movie, like, uh and there's 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 definitely there's definitely there's definitely a cor- correlation between sex and violence in the movie mm-hmm. um and that they're that they're kind of you know two sides of the same coin somehow but i i i, I can't go as far as you and 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 uh <laughs> believe that the the director and writer had that in mind i really just think it's like what if he's having sex with a hot lady? <sighs> and killing people and drinking booze at the same time in slow motion in 3d yeah i mean i i i that's as far as i think their their thoughts went honestly because you you mentioned that scene specifically that is just like the most depraved thing i've seen in a while um like he's literally uh, like Inside her, while <laughs> killing people, <laughs> mentally scarring her because they do cut to her later when the cops get to the the hotel.
1: Um, yeah, and that's she what? she
0: is she is severely like traumatized by it, which they never cut back to ever, ever again <laughs> in any other situation. Yeah, that's the the weirdest
2: like sobering scene in the movie. Yeah, uh, where like the entire movie is just over the top and weird, and then we have this this just small scene of. There are actual consequences to the actions <laughs> yeah. and, in, and it's like wait hey 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 now what's what did you put this in here yeah but then again That's... i feel
1: like they just put that scene in because it was funny you know
0: but it's really? not funny Yeah, it's not funny I
1: but i got the sense when the scene came up like oh they're trying to be funny here like haha look she couldn't handle it she can't handle the new cage <laughs> I, I don't know <laughs>
2: He's just too much of a man for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. If,
0: if if that's if that's the way they were they were writing it, then then I don't know if I want to watch any more of their movies because that's yeah. kind of sick. <laughs> yep, yep. But
2: but again, it's 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 not out of the Rams possibility that they were going no. for. T- Trace the rest of the
0: movie. True.
2: But yeah, so that specific scene, i are just going to go back to it because that's the scene I always talk about when I talk how fucking bonkers this movie is. That's always the scene I bring up. It's like, they made, they did this. They did this scene.
0: <laughs> they went there.
2: They went there. <laughs> nobody ever does it. I, I'm not saying I want anyone else to do it, I, that I want to see it. It's just, how the fuck did you go there?
0: Yeah. And at first it sound it it's it uh, it, it feels like it's going to be like awesome and cool cuz it sounds like like she's enjoying it because she's having sex with Nicolas Cage you know and he's know. so good at it while he's <laughs> killing people but then you realize she's actually screaming like because she's scared for her life and that just makes it weird Then it's yeah. not funny like cheesy weird funny action movie anymore then it's just strange and and yeah. uncomfortable and it then uh, having the, co- the cops uh, talk to her, and she's obviously like uh, uh, suffering greatly afterwards. <laughs> it's just like, well, why? Just you should have cut that scene out of the movie, and it, you know, not uh, not not dig into what what the repercussions of yeah. Nicolas Cage's actions are. That just unless, makes it more uncomfortable.
2: Unless that's what they were were, were uh, what they're going for throughout the movie. Uh, but then we need more of that.
0: Then we need more of it because they don't go there any other time. Really. No. That's the problem. Uh, so for the listeners who haven't seen the movie,
2: no. uh, <laughs> the, the reason we're not talking about the story is because there is really none. No. Uh, he's going to kill a, a death cult and save his granddaughter. And that's about the movie. Uh, they just go from places and fight and they go
1: to other places. They pretty much just drive angrily, angrily from place to place.
0: Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's sort <laughs> of literally. <everything. laughs>
1: but yeah, the plot suppose, is in the title. Yeah, I suppose like we can explain the film as Nick Cage is in hell, and then his daughter gets murdered, and her infant baby gets taken by the cult, and the baby is about to be sacrificed by the cult. So that's yeah, yeah. yeah. And
2: he's so angry he breaks out of hell. Yeah is yeah um that, that's also this movie uh, the story is just exposition mm-hmm. like two scenes oh, of exposition yeah. that's the entire story uh the the only thing i think was sort of half good or sort of half competent i'd say is the scenes with uh, his friend webster
0: mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Sure, yes, he
2: he uh, Nicholas Cage then is extremely corny, standing very, very brutally watching the fire and dropping some cool lines. Uh, but Webster and Amber Heard uh, or Piper, there there actually some writing there. Yeah, yeah. That, that there's actually some some writing of, of characters and um, they tried. Yeah, they tried. <laughs> they tried.
0: <laughs> yeah but that's that's also the thing like, like it, it feels like, um, uh, like like there was more to the character because this movie like it's obviously supposed to feel it's supposed to be a dumb stupid action movie. Mm. but it's, it's certain scenes and definitely some of the the actors in the movie makes it feel like like at one point this was a lot more grounded like indie sort of action drama. I could almost see this as a Mike uh, what's his name? Mike Nichols movie. The guy who made Mud and um, uh, Midnight Special. I don't know if you've seen those movies. No, I haven't seen those. Okay. Very 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 good director. He usually usually casts uh, Michael Shannon in his movies. I I'm, I'm a mm. fan of him. Okay. Um, because there is this whole, you know, the you know the the the, the, the lone the lone uh, like brooding warrior riding down the the roads towards some sort of uh, fate, but the the, the the audience point of view, which is obviously Piper, she doesn't know what it is, but she is she's compelled to follow along because she has her own problems, and it's kind of you know they they kind of uh, coalesce. Mm. But then we find out during the road trip. That's once again there should be should have been more of a road trip movie. We would have found out about the characters, like built up the characters, fleshed out the characters um, during you know uh, certain like meetings they have along the road, like that the classic road movie formula. It could have been that, but then they added all the other stuff. <laughs> like, imagine imagine if we didn't really find out that he's supernatural until, like, the very end, which it kind of feels like they they want to do because Amber Heard's character, like they, like, they don't really explain what his deal is until the end. Yeah, he doesn't they have this really big know. reveal for her yeah. and things like that. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, th- that's a-, a question I was going to ask. You think this movie would have benefited, or the this movie, not the, the hypothetical good brooding movie, <laughs> this specific movie, <laughs> yeah. uh, would it benefit or not if they h- held back on the supernatural stuff and have that as a reveal when Piper re- uh, realized it?
0: Yeah, I think so. You think so? Yeah, ev- even without doing it the way I said, just being more mysterious about him definitely mm. would have been more interesting and and keep keep him as a secondary character make but make what? them make them point of view be piper's all all the way
2: but wouldn't that just make it a really stupid and boring action the action movie with no nothing interesting cuz i think the supernatural parts are making this movie more enjoyable i think they, yeah we,
1: i think they should have gone mm, more with the supernatural
2: Mm,
1: more yeah more because I feel like I was I was honestly a bit confused if I hadn't heard before what the movie was about I think I would have been a little bit confused because it's basically just Nicolas Cage being hunted by some guy and I mean it took me I don't, I don't want to admit this but it kind of took me a while to figure out who this guy was and why he was chasing him and I was like I really don't get it so I wish that they either like made it more make sense that you didn't know who his character was or that they made it, like, obvious from the beginning and then they could have done, like, more fun things with it. I feel like it's kind of stuck in a weird middle phase. Yeah. Again, I think
2: think Supernatural parts are making this movie... Stand out is the wrong word, but it's well. Okay, yeah, no, it stands out in the sea of bad action movies about a cool guy who needs revenge. It gives you that extra something that's not original, but more fun or more interesting than just people shooting each other. And I, I would have, I would have turned this off, like before the supernatural part has come on, if. It, it wasn't
0: there from the start. Yeah. Personally. Uh, sure. If, if if it was if it was just this movie but with less supernatural stuff, yeah, because that's that's all the like that's that's all the the fun there is in the movie. But if you if you yeah. replaced the supernatural stuff with character development and actually made the characters compelling instead of just I'm cool guy, I'm lady, yeah, but then but it would have been interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Sure. But then we then it's just a different movie. Then I, I suppose. Then we go to uh, what we could do with the structure of the movie, and we can. I I mean the just the basic premise of the movie, uh, just the the elevator pitch of the movie. Uh, there's something there. You could do something with that. Uh, break out a, from hell to stop a death cult. Sure, it's. Uh, but again, then we need to take it in a very weird direction or a different, extremely different direction.
1: Yeah, it's, it is interesting. Actually, I, well, I was, no, uh, no, I was just going to complain about that the characters didn't have any like character arc whatsoever.
0: Yeah, oh, no. th- exactly. I would rather see a more compelling character arc for either, or b- of course, both characters preferably than <laughs> than having a bunch of dumb action scenes. I mean, because
1: yeah, but then it is like Kuzofer says, like then it is a whole different film, and then it's kind of like, well, yeah, what's know, the point? Yeah. Then you know. I, I guess, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but it's it, but for me, for me, the uh, the over the top action didn't I didn't enjoy it as much. I don't know because, like I said, I think it felt too try hard. Like they were trying too hard to make it cool.
1: Yeah, like you know I the scene when the huge yeah. I, it looks like a huge like oil truck or something, and then they're playing yeah, the oh, song yeah. on it, and then the devil guy he's kind of like surfing on it on the yeah he steps (laughs) out of the
0: car you know and then flips over and and it's a hydrogen truck so it's literally a hydrogen bomb like that was kind of cool yeah it was (laughs) (laughs) but like the shootout with the the shootout at the bull by the bulls hotel that was just that was just that was just strange and awkward um and the the shootout at the church when he gets shot in the head it's not so super entertaining
1: no no that's what i said earlier like they could have put more emphasis on like the fight choreography and like made it fun to look at but no, it's in that way yeah it looks really really bad like you can see every time someone punches someone you can see them like winding up the punch (laughs) for like 10 (laughs) seconds and then punching them and then you get the wires and the person flying up in the air (laughs) it's like it does not look very good
2: yeah, it's, I, it, it is what, this movie really has one of the least choreographed action scenes I've seen.
1: Hmm. Uh,
2: I, I don't know if they, did, did they have anyone who choreographed it? Or is it was like, you just, no, just go shoot.
0: I, I get the I feeling know. there was, this was like a, a, not a specific choreographer, it was just a stunt guy saying like, give a couple of kicks here, you block a punch there, and then you fall over. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of you know when when people just say like oh we'll just improvise it will be fine and then you know it's yeah. not
0: fine. <laughs> we'll fix it in post, guys. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then also an- another thing that threw me off was that um I mean, this this felt insanely cheap in in certain areas. Yeah. Like all all the all the like the devil cult goons were like these these. It, it felt like they had just cast random people off the street. Like it was like o- old people, and one person has a suit on while the others like has a cut off flannel shirt. There was there was no like uh, coherence. Not that there has to be, but they they really didn't feel like a like a group. There was just different people, and there was this one guy in the church who had the most obvious wig for some reason. <laughs> yeah, I thought like oh they're gonna like. Scalp him or something so he has fake hair on No they didn't he just had a wig <laughs> Or a toupee or whatever Why yeah. and, and, then I, and then I saw a bunch of like uh, People They, they kept like focusing in on A couple of women Who if, it felt like they were like I, I don't know like wa- Washed up stars or something that had like a Cameo role but they weren't people I recognized so why are they there And all this in a movie that cost fifty million dollars, <laughs> they spent fifty million dollars on this movie, and that's just making the movie. Then let's not talk about the uh, the um, ad campaign budget. Yeah. And this that that's that's what we got. Like this movie doesn't look it doesn't look like fifty million dollars. Where did all the money go?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. Know. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? All the cars, maybe? I don't know. I think maybe the 3D cameras. Yeah, Yeah, I suppose. But it would have been better if they didn't have the 3D cameras.
2: Yeah.
1: In my opinion. Yeah,
2: this was like, this was, I think I read somewhere, this was like the second or something movie that was having like, shot the entire movie with 3D cameras.
0: Mm. Mm. I
2: think. So yeah, it's probably the, the bulk of the money.
1: Yeah.
0: But uh, I mean you, you usually you usually Rent cameras so you don't spend More than a f- at, at most A few hundred thousand on that uh, Where did the other 49 million go? Nicholas Maybe broke Cage the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah Nicholas Cage <laughs> Nicholas Cage yeah I suppose I want 20 um, million dollars we, we can't do that No I'm not gonna make the movie then
2: So apparently there's, there's no uh, Choreograph on uh, In the uh, Casting crew no, okay. no one cr- no one credited at least
0: okay no
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and I uh, just respond about all the weird extras and how they look uh I think what they were going for but it didn't work really uh was that they were going for that this cult is like he has people everywhere that they are from everywhere in life you have Moshi like, guys. we have Uh, business people, we have police officers, we have everyone. I think that's what they were going for. Not succeeding, but I think that's... I think
1: I got the opposite vibe. It's kind of like, well, I mean, we're grasping for straws here. Like, I don't know. Maybe you can be in my cult. (laughs) Maybe you can be... I don't know. (laughs) These are the people who showed up. (laughs) I'm sorry,
0: guys. (laughs) Also, also, that cult, like, what was the point of the cult... They were gonna live forever, mean,
2: or what? something, or something.
0: Yeah, and they were gonna sacrifice a baby, but it, but it was a special baby. He kept saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And that was another thing what that was so was, confusing. I don't know. Like yeah, I don't, I still I, don't really understand. Why. Yeah, and and
0: that's also, good because I thought it had just zoned out. But I, I th- guess yeah, yeah, d- it's during your
1: nap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, yeah. like half of the movie, I thought the cult was friends with the devil guy. Yeah. So I was like, "Why are they not working together?" Like, I don't understand what. Like, it really took me. It's really embarrassing to admit it took me a long time to piece together (laughs) what was happening in this film.
2: (laughs) So we had this weird exposition thing at the end with the the accountant as his. his Yeah. uh, Where he, when he he's holding Piper hostage, uh, and he talks about things. Um, and there's like in that scene we have like a lot of different um, uh, what's it called contradicting information mm-hmm. and, and, and I don't know if they were trying to, to do it like oh we don't really know what's going on or if they didn't figure it out themselves because <laughs> uh, there there's like just, Piper says that they actually if the, if the ritual goes through they will actually succeed and bring hell to earth Uh, but the accountant doesn't really confirm or deny this, but he directly after says, uh, you should stop this because the devil doesn't like when people sacrifice babies to him.
0: Yeah.
2: So it's like, is there a stake here or is it just, he's sort of the accountant then he's like, yeah, you can do this before I take you because devil's going to like it sort of, or is it, you should stop the apocalypse? I don't know what, what they were going with there.
0: <sighs> Me neither. Um, and it, it feels like something they should have worked out before they made the movie. Yeah. In the script, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Only losers does the second draft,
0: come on. Nah, that's true.
2: <laughs> you do it right in the first take.
0: Yeah, you, I mean, that's when you get all the good ideas out on paper. Yeah. No no need to edit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, um but what did you think of the characters? Um, well,
0: uh, well
1: uh, uh, <laughs> I know we mentioned before that there were no characters like, character arcs whatsoever but like did you like them or did you not like them? I don't know <laughs> I uh,
0: no go ahead uh. okay um,
2: so I... Uh, of, of the of the of the of the main main four, I say so. Piper, uh, Nicolas Cage, Milton—that's his Milton, name. Milton, John uh, the, the accountant and the cult leader. Uh, but, but them four, because that's more or less the only characters. Yeah. Mm. Um, Milton is just as a character quite a boring person. For some reason, Nicholas Cage does not bring out his charisma in this role. Uh, for some reason. So it's just sort of flat and boring, and they, they're they going for the stoic, I do cool stuff, but don't, don't notice it. But it's not cool stuff, so he just doesn't notice anything, sort of. Kind of. Kind uh, of, yeah. <laughs> Piper, I think, is... The, the, the first, maybe half of the movie, or first third of the movie, she, she is extremely woman written by a man
0: character yeah. <laughs> uh, a
2: lot of like talking about sex and swear a lot being very like uh, strong independent woman yeah, it's like a man trying to write a cool girl sort of uh, I think that disappears throughout the movie or I stopped noticing it I'm not sure and then she just becomes uh, another Milton sort of uh,
0: yeah I I agree.
2: Yeah, I think the accountant. I think he is great, but that is only because uh, William fishers who plays him, obviously has a great time
0: <laughs>
1: playing <Yes>. his part,
2: <laughs> and you, you really see that he is having fun. Mm-hmm. And I so I just I just liked him, but I always like him in movies. He's always He's gr- good. Yeah. You always want to watch him, and I think uh, the cult leader, mustache dad. All he really shoots up the scenery, that I like in this movie. I like it because he's all so over the top, and again, he's also having fun.
0: He, so I, I, yeah, uh, He felt like a bad country singer to me for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I, really I, I was like, is that Billy Ray Cyrus? No, he's <laughs> an actor. Oh, sorry. I don't know why. I don't know why. But he's just like so. I didn't like. I didn't like him at all, and he was kind of an asshole as well. So. Well, yeah, obviously. I like the archetype they were going for with Nicolas Cage's character, the stoic, you know, action warrior guy. Mm -hmm. But, like you said, he didn't really bring his A-game. And the character is not explored at all. There is no... I mean, there is a sad backstory to him, but that's like, what, two minutes that we get? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really feel earned somehow. Uh, Amber Heard, Piper... Um... It's fine. Um... I I like that she's kind of uh, uh, I don't know uh, k- kind of kind of violent and foul mouth. That was fun, and I know Amber Heard took the role because she thought it, that was like something she wanted to do. She wanted to swear in basically every sentence. She's like, that's a, that's a character I want to play. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's, it's fun, but she's also. She's also kind of, kind of, uh. I don't know if standoffish is the right word for it. I don't know. I don't know. She's all over the place. And then, yeah, towards the end, she kind of loses that attitude and just becomes generic lady who like He says, Wait here. And she waits there. And then she's not really involved except for shooting the guy. Mm. She, well, you know, she shoots one guy, yeah. I don't know. And, and, there's like this. There's supposed to be chemistry between them. She's like sad when he dies for some reason. Well, <laughs> dies, quote unquote. But they never really had any back and forth, except for the whole exposition dump with uh, Webster, David Moore's character. Uh, I'd rather that was like I said. I would. I would rather see them getting to know each other throughout the trip, the road trip, you know. Mm. Instead of just having action, 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 and then oh, this is why you should like this character because he's <laughs> he has a bad past. <gasps> oh, okay, now I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, the, the, uh, the accountant <laughs> she's a lot of fun. Oh. William yeah. Fickner having fun with it. He's he's quirky. He's he's uh, he's witty. Um, he has his little his coin and his suit. He's cool. But you know, it's not like spectacularly written or anything. It's just fun. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What uh, did you think, Camilla, of well, the characters?
1: <laughs> first of all, I, you. First off, I just have to apologize for the cat meowing in the background, I cannot get no, it No, that's fine. <laughs> 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 but yeah, no, okay, so, I mean, three male characters, I don't really have that many, like, I thought they were kind of fine. I thought Nicolas Cage looked like he was trying to cosplay, um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, The guy in Stupid Crazy Love. What's his name? The blonde guy. Oh, Ryan Ryan Gosling? Yeah, yeah. I feel like he was trying to cosplay (laughs) Ryan Gosling with his blonde little hair and stuff. And I was like, oh, this is not a good look. Uh, (laughs) I also thought it was funny that his name was Milton. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, couldn't they come up with something better? Like, but it's a bit it's more... supposed to be
0: referenced to John Milton or whatever his name is, who wrote Paradise Lost. Oh, you know, okay. a movie about uh, the s- Satan
1: guy, you know? Right, right,
0: right. Satan guy. Okay. Literary references. Ooh, <laughs> deep. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did not pick up on that. <laughs> um. And yeah, I thought the other two guys. I I agree with you with what you said about Nicolas Cage. I do think he was a little bit like lackluster it was mm-hmm. it was no face off you know no
2: no um, yeah. it was no face off
1: yeah yeah um i thought the other two were fine uh you know i think they're kind of fine in in everything they seem to be having a lot of fun um yeah but yeah then i mean i suppose like you know i am A woman on this podcast. So I suppose I have to give like a (laughs) woman perspective on the female characters. Um, So if you just count the like female characters who have a purpose in this film, I suppose there's three. Like they are, there's the daughter, the granddaughter, and then Piper. Um, But you know, the granddaughter and the daughter don't really, you know, they're not important. They're only there to give. To get Nicolas Cage in the film,
0: yeah, know. yeah, the daughter the
1: especially, like her only purpose is to get murdered, you know, so that yeah. Nicolas Cage will get angry and you know he will, he will do his thing, which is you know very very common in both you know films, video games, comic books, yeah. whatever. And he, she
0: she only exists in a flashback. She's not even really in the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Mm. They actually have uh, they have a term for it. It's uh uh, fridging women, like. Uh, oh yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah I, I. <laughs> I think we talked about that in another movie.
0: I'm um, yes, you meant the the,
1: uh, or is it the woman in the freezer or something like that? Uh,
2: yeah, woman in the fridge.
0: Uh, something like that, yeah. Mm, yeah.
1: Basically, it's it's come. I don't remember which comic book it is, but it's one comic book where like the the main. person find their girlfriend or whatever dead in the fridge and then it's like that serves as a motivation to like do the whole story and that's like very very common way of using women in films like oh we'll just kill them and then the the main character will get angry or sad or whatever and go on a mission
0: yeah Um, very tropey
1: yeah yeah and the granddaughter was also you know the the damsel that needs to be saved whatever (laughs) I'm not gonna go super into those because they're very, like, they're just tropes that happens everywhere, like, all the time. But I did think Amber Heard's character was very interesting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Not in a good way, but in... (laughs) 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 It's just kind of the perfect example of how women and kind of female sexuality is shown in films like this, because when you first look at it, you think like, oh my god, she's like, oh, like uh, I think it was you, Kisoffer, who said it, like, oh, she's like foul-mouthed, she's like, you know, oh, she has this like bad streak and whatever, but it's like she's also like strangely like, I don't want to say virginal, because when you first look at her like you don't like she her purpose in the film is to be the hot sidekick like she's supposed to be the the woman you put on the posters to make boys mm-hmm. go see the film you know mm. but then it's also like people are also so scared of women having like an actual sexuality so she's never ever allowed to have any sort of romantic interest herself and, either, and even in the first scene I was talking about when they're in the diner and she's talking about like her sex life with her boyfriend. She's actually talking about her how she's abstaining from sex to get what she wants. So not even there does she have, you know, any sexual relationship. She's just like kind of sex adjacent, but she's never actually engaging in it herself. And then and that sh-
0: comes back. Sorry for interrupting. That, that, no. that comes back with the the bar. The yeah, bar, yeah. Uh, yeah. Bar yeah. I the was guy. just gonna bring that and up she as is well. Like, yeah, she's like teasing, like, "Hey, let's go." But then she makes him paint her nails. Yeah. And then, hey, we're we gonna have sex. Yeah, maybe later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's very weird.
1: Yeah, yeah. And this is also something that happens in films. Like the the sexy woman never gets to have her own love interest or anything, unless it's the male. You know, male, 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 main character. Yeah. That's that's the only time it's allowed. And then at the end of the film, she kind of reaches the woman's true purpose, which is that of the yeah. caretaker. Like, oh, no. take this child. Very crazy. You have yeah. to bring it up as your own. And that is like, she's a complete woman now. She's not foul-mouthed <laughs> anymore. She is taking mm. care of this child, like you know. Yeah, that's, yeah.
0: that scene was very forced, and she, she just she takes to it immediately. If anyone tries to even touch her, I'll kill them. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here's this this child you've never seen before, but you're gonna, you're gonna take care of it now. Okay. This man you met two days ago, you're you're, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. Waste your life on his child, basically. Yeah. For no, for for what reason? Once again, if if they had, you know, if they had become friends or you know, patriots during the movie or something, then it would have made sense. But now it's just like this is just some guy and a kid. Like,
1: yeah, that's yeah, another it, thing. Like, what is her motivation? Like, what does she want? Because at the middle point of the film when they're like meeting up with Nick's cage old friend and whatever and Nick Nicholas cage is like do you really want to come on this and she's like i finally have a purpose and it's like oh yeah your only purpose in life is this random man you just met to you know, you know yeah. risk your life to help him
0: and it's and it's the same thing earlier in the movie i i know he kind of kind of says like well you killed two cops you better come with me but even before that she just goes with him for no reason at all like she could have when he's like you're coming with me right she could she said no thanks bye and she would have been fine mm. but she just goes with him for no reason at all it makes no sense they they, they needed to give her mo she didn't have any motivation
1: yeah no oh. she didn't have any motivation any, whatsoever. At all. <laughs> no.
2: well, her, her motivation was that she didn't have a man anymore and she needed a new man obviously
1: yeah, yeah, but and with that man she, she has the child, so that's uh, fine.
0: Yeah. As stereotypical as that is, she doesn't even get a new man. So she, not even that. You, what's the uh.
1: point? Well, I suppose Nick Cage serves as the new man in her life.
0: Yes. But he died. well he doesn't die. He 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 fools her to yeah. take the kid and then he could just go fucks <laughs> up back to hell, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah.
2: Oh it's, uh, yeah, it's It's a mess of a movie, that's for sure.
1: (laughs) But it is, like, a very good, like, case study in, you know, tropes and stuff. Yeah. Like, they should show this in, you know, movie school. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that is one of the things that I I haven't really put into words before. I I needed you guys to do it. But that's sort of what I uh, think is so... um, Interesting is too strong a word. Uh, Entertaining is a better word. Uh. That it is very... It is sort of a... uh, Paint by the numbers action movie. It is the tropes. Only the tropes. And then the tropes from both action movies and sort of horror movie-esque things. That it's... There's not one original thought in the entire movie. No. No. There's nothing here. And yeah. I think that is just very entertaining to see, to... Again, I go come from this point of view that these are people who try. The people who try to make a movie with a budget, but they can't figure out one original thing at all.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not even original when it comes to uh, Nicolas Cage's filmography. Because this is basically... Uh, what the fuck is his name? Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider, yeah. And from what I know, I haven't seen it yet, but I, what I've heard about it, um, the whole the whole thing with the the Satan cult and the baby sacrifice, it's basically Ghost Rider two, whatever it's called, Road of Vengeance or something. I don't yeah. know. Isn't it that? Uh,
2: I I think so. I don't but
1: remember. Yeah, this movie came before or after Ghost Rider.
2: Uh, this after, one came out after the af- first one. After first one, before the second one.
0: It's like, a, but it's like the same year as the second one, right? Or like sec- year the and- second
2: one came out two thousand twelve. This one two thousand eleven. Yeah. So it's like, so the Ghost Rider: of Spirit of Vengeance was definitely in production, or probably like post production. This
0: point. yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I don't want to say <laughs> that this is worse than Ghost Rider. It is. <laughs> But I think I'd rather watch this than Ghost Rider, though. Yeah, because Ghost Rider
2: is a snore fest. Yeah, I don't think this one is. Yeah. Yeah. Like
0: when we we talked about that one, the only good scene is when he kills the helicopter with a chain, but (laughs) that's like two minutes. So yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: So just one thing from the the original script. Uh, Oh, I don't know if if. If that would change any any of your views of the movie in the original script, Nicholas Cage's character was supposed to be like seventy years old, and that is why he's called Milton because he's supposed to be like old as fuck.
1: Right, that would make more sense. I think. I think I like yeah. that. Yeah, but think, I think
0: because yeah. he is like oh, they they make a point of like his his driver's license is old, and I think it says that he's born in like the fifties or something. So he is yeah. technically old. It's just that he doesn't look old because you know he's yeah. been in hell. So I guess you don't age in hell. I don't think it would have been. No, I, I I don't think that would have been better or worse. It would have been more awkward. I think if he's <laughs> if he's gonna do all all the slow motion murder fucking, it would be weird <laughs> with, an, with an even older guy. I'm sorry, it's just my opinion.
1: I I think it would have been I. Th- I think it would have made a better movie objectively. I don't think it would have. Um, it wouldn't have attracted a larger audience, though. I think the, yeah. the yeah. main yeah. group of people prefer prefer the younger version. But me personally, <laughs> I think it would have worked a lot better if he was really old. I also would have been more entertained to see like a really <laughs> old person just like shooting a bunch of people and stuff. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking it would definitely, I wouldn't say better, uh, but I would say a more interesting. It would be more yeah. interesting to watch to see because it, it's, then it's more of this thing, If you don't see this, you don't see that a lot.
1: Yeah, it um, would have made it more absurd, you know? Yeah,
2: exactly. And maybe the comedy would have been more interesting. Yeah, uh, it would have be more fun? Uh, yeah, since... yeah.
1: I really, man. I really, I'm loving the idea now that I'm hearing that the original that <laughs> he was really old. I'm like that. Mm, yeah, that works. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So, so yeah, in the script, th- but then Nicolas Cage uh, expressed an interest, and they were like, "Well, now if he doesn't have to be old, he can be your age, maybe." <laughs> uh, um. Yeah. So uh, just reading because this is the Nicolas Cage podcast. So,
0: yeah.
2: Um. I did read a little about why he's in this movie because it is it is not as we talked about he has done some bad movies but usually it is because there's an up-and-comer who needs a name or or there's an interesting script this doesn't have any of those things no Uh, these are I wouldn't say established names but they they are names in the business and there's no originality at all yeah Um, so the things I I read there's a few Things that made him, made him want to do this part, this uh, movie. The first one is that he really uh, <laughs> it's such a weird thing, but it's a very Nicholas Cage thing to ho- be hooked up on. In the movie we did last week, Season of the Witch. Yeah. Uh, apparently, there's a scene where his, or uh, well, there is a scene, but it's supposed to be a, a bigger part of the movie where he gets the, the, the eye scar at the end.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to actually like. Gouge out his eye.
2: Yeah, and they cut that from the movie. So to when he read PG-13. that, they, yeah, that that was gonna happen in this movie, he was like, "Yeah, I want to do that. <laughs> I want to get my eyes gouged out." He wanted to I be, get...
0: yeah, he wanted to be in a, in a rated R action movie. Yeah. Uh, so that was <laughs> one. Uh,
2: the other one was that he was very interested, and I guess you could think that's uh, something original from that point of view. From the point of view of two thousand eleven, that he was very interested in the three D movies. He thought it was very cool and very interesting. And he wanted to be part of the the start of the three D revolution.
0: Sort yeah. Of thing.
2: Um, so I guess. <laughs> yeah. I I, al- I also read that he he got he tried to do one of his Nicolas Cage things where he just decides things for the character, mm-hmm. uh, but he got talked out of it. Yeah. Uh, he usually isn't, but <laughs> uh, apparently he wanted to be shave off all his head and have a full uh, skull tattoo. Uh,
0: that would have been awesome, but yeah. you can't really sell it without Nicolas Cage's face, you know, on the poster. That's the hell today. No, uh, no, we gotta show your face. Uh,
2: yeah. so, uh, yeah, so he was apparently talked out of that, uh, which, again, I don't think the hair is an improvement for this character. No, no.
0: it's uh...
1: The hair kind of made it worse, I think.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Um, so I'll just quickly, if, if you didn't have anything else to add, uh, I was thinking uh, maybe look at some reviews
0: for this movie. Yes. Mm. Uh, no, I, I didn't have anything else to add. No, um, I mean think... Do you, do you have anything in your notes?
1: No, no, I think I'm all... <laughs> I've touched all my important plot points.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> all the very important things to say about this very important <laughs> historical movie. Uh. <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, uh, Therese, did you find anything on, from the critic side?
0: Yes, so this has a 44 out of 100 metascore um, based mm. on 21 critic reviews. Four positive, actually. Ooh. Twelve mixed and then five negative. That's better what, what that? than
1: I thought it was going to be.
0: <laughs> yes, me too. <laughs> what, what, what is the highest score it got? The highest is a 75 Ooh. from James Berardinelli of Rune Reviews. And he writes, The appeal of Drive Angry is much the same that of Piranha, uh, a willingness to revel in absurdity to the degree where acceleration is infectious. Now, I'll agree with him on Piranha there because Piranha is a movie that goes, like, f- buck wild with it. It goes yeah. over the top. That movie is hilariously funny to watch. Yeah. This one doesn't go far enough. Like you mentioned, Camille, it didn't go mm-hmm. far enough with the with the weird uh, uh, devil stuff and action stuff. Yeah. Um, and I mean the the good reviews are like actually good there's 275 170 and then 163 um which is not very interesting but then we have a bunch of middling reviews one of them being our favorite guy Roger Ebert yeah <laughs> Yay, Who gives it a, a solid 5 out of 10 50 out of 100 but he kind of he he kind of like i say he, I, I go back and forth like g- agreeing with him and and disagreeing with him this one is perfectly just captures what i think of the movie here is an exercise in deliberate vulgarity, gross excess, and the pornography of violence. Not to forget the garden variety pornography. You get your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> but he out, pointing out the deliberate vulgarity. Like, they, it's, it's, they're just trying to make it like, so bad that it's good. That, that, and that's the problem I have with the movie. And there's a bunch of middling reviews. The worst one being... A 25 out of 100 um, from the Boston Globe. Drive Angry is something new for Cage. A movie that feel, feels like it's straight from c- from cable. Oh, okay. I mean, uh, no. Direct-to-DVD movie, basically. Yeah. yeah, Which, at this point, yeah, that's kind of the movies he's starting to make. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, yeah. The, <laughs> those are probably the most interesting uh, reviews yeah. from the time. What did the people think of the movie? <laughs> the people. The mm, plebs. Yes! <laughs>
2: uh, so, on IMDb, this act as a 5.4. Okay. Uh, which is a lot lower than I thought it would get. Uh, just because of the, the, the broad masses. Um, mm. But uh, just looking at it, the most reviews from the time... Because uh, there's a few later on, but uh, I don't care about those. Most from the time is, like, very favorable. Like, 7 and 8s. No. Uh, and everyone is saying, this, this is just fun fun action, turn off your brain, it's fun. Uh, a lot of, like, just hang out with the dudes, drink some beer and watch it. And I can attest to it, that's a, that's a good time. <laughs> um, I, I don't think you should uh, score a movie based on that, though. No. But there's two specific reviews that I really think is interesting. Uh, the first one is uh, from the Time, it's a 2 out of 10 um there it's it's uh, the title is he's just kind of angry (laughs) (laughs) uh which i think that's that's true um so it's uh 2011 is not Nicolas cage's year for (laughs) cinematic meaning and or significance Because drive angry is yet another god-awful film from the oscar-winning actor who also gave us the uh that's not a word i know what that is that's a weird word bad Uh, Season of the Witch. As a matter of fact, the last few years haven't been overly kind to Kate Dressame. G-Force, Bangkok Dangerous, Knowing, Next, Ghost Rider, The Wicker Man, Lord of War, Astro Boy, as his bright spots have actually been few and very far between and include The Sorcerer's Apprentice, Kick-Ass and two National Treasure films. The latter, better ones, uh, the latter, better ones are merely good and or enjoyable while his other are all dreadful stinker who is... Who uh, whose best moments are barely tolerable.
0: Uh,
2: and then it goes on from that. And I can I can uh, I would say I can attest to this. I I stand behind this review. Yeah. Uh but hmm?
0: No, I should say that's what we talked about in the in the last episode. Like up until that point, it was his career was still like fine. Most of the moves are good because we skip the voice roles like G Force and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh with with season of the witch that's really where the downfall started and this just cements that that fact yeah Uh, so i
2: found another view which i think is interesting because this we talked about that i think camilla said that who is this movie made for Mm -hmm. i found them i found the guy i found (laughs) him here he is 10 out of 10 Uh, (laughs) from 2011. Uh, the title is, What More Can You Ask For? Muscle Cars, Hot Chicks and Action. Yes! <laughs> uh, so the review says, The title says it all. This is a throwback movie through the 70s. Drive-in drive genre. Uh, Drive-in genre. Don't expect more, and honestly, that's enough. Sometimes you're looking for a smart movie like Traffic or Fargo. Sometimes you want, to, want Terms of Endearment. But sometimes you just want to grab a hot dog, some popcorn, and Coke in a real bottle, and get on the roller coaster for a simple thrill of it all.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Coke in a real bottle, you yes.
2: <laughs> you are you are looking for you are looking for good looking cars, good looking girls, action, and a chance to forget about reality. Shut down your brain and get lost in absurd fancy. That's what this movie is all about. No deep message, just fun. I love the Charger in this flick. The Cheval is nice too, but unlike the star <laughs> characters, I'm partial to the Charger. I would, just, uh, I, I, would ha, I would have liked to see it remain throughout the entire movie, but at least there's, it's there for most of it. Nicolas Cage has been given a hard time lately for his choice of movies. I enjoy him in, in just about every movie he makes. Whether action, fantasy, family, or some bizarre niche film he worked on. He always gives a solid performance. I hope to see a second one of these. Not likely, but
0: I can hope. So yeah. Yeah. We found him! One, We got him! But 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 reading that, doesn't that doesn't that sound almost like a parody of like a yeah. Yeah, cool yeah. guy movie? <laughs> yeah, you know it sounds what I mean? like
1: a satire review
0: almost. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, but who, who that's would how, give. That's what the movie feels like. It's like a, a fake cool movie. Yeah, yeah. but who would
2: give, give a satire movie review and give it 10 out of 10? <laughs> I don't I know. Would, I would get it if he wrote this exact same thing and then gave it like a 4 out of 10, then it would be hilarious. But yeah. I don't
0: know. He I... gave it a
2: 10 out of 10. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so th- that's the two things. <laughs> The two reviews I wanted to highlight. <laughs> and it seems like that's the two people we have. The, the The one who gives it like a one or a two says, Nittles Cage is a bad rot man. This is not good. Uh, and the people says, turn off your brain. Have fun. Mm. And they give it like seven and eight. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, then to, to wrap this up, what would you score it? Let's start with you, Christopher. Ooh. Um uh, it's a hard one cuz it's
2: like subjective or object. Yeah. Um, so I I got I I have to give it based on my enjoyment of the movie. Yeah. So if if I give it like just objectively the 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 handiwork, <laughs> uh, the workmanship of the movie, this is like a week four maybe. Uh enjoyment wise, I give it a I give it like a 7. I give it a 7. <laughs> oh, really?
1: So, so the media nah, would no, be like no. a five? No, I
0: get so uh... so it, it a six. So you would recommend
1: the film, is what I'm as- hearing. Yeah, I, I would definitely, I would recommend
2: this movie if you see it with, with some, pe- some friends and talk over it. I would definitely recommend it. But as you guys saw it, like alone, <laughs> sitting down and trying to critique it, never in a million years. Don't do that. Uh, no. So yeah, my, so my my uh, my final uh, final score for for this podcast it's a it's a very strong six. I'd say.
0: Cool. So this That's is just, a- just just two points below Bad Lieutenant: Port of Call uh, Col- New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I stand by that. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, sure, sure, sure. sure. Uh,
0: so
2: Kevin um, Love, what do you give it?
1: Oh, this is. Uh... I mean, well, is there anything that was good here? (laughs) 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 I think I would have, I mean, I would probably have to give it a two, I think. Okay. A two? Yeah. Maybe, I, I... I realized that if the circumstances were different, if I had a few beers, a friend, <laughs> maybe I would have like a malignant moment where I'm like, this is the best movie ever made. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for now, I'm just going to settle with a two. I think. Yep. Fair enough. <laughs> uh,
2: Thoba?
0: Yeah, I was looking at uh, my, my previous scores, uh, trying to like see what I thought of, of, of this movie in conjunction with the other movies and I, I, I like I do like I said, I do enjoy some of the action and I am I am a sucker for for like vehicle based action. That that's that's why I'm a a, a a unironic fan of the Fast and Furious movies. <laughs> um, that being said though like I didn't enjoy it a lot <laughs> other than those very few moments. But I'd rather watch this than Season of the Witch, so I'm gonna give it a four.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a very scattered uh, rating from all of us. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> Two
2: four six. It's
1: yeah.
2: Mm. Uh so yeah, uh talk, did you say this is on on par of next then?
0: Yes, it is. Yeah. I, just I, I one just, point I about really... Bangkok Dangerous. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Bangkok Dangerous was a sleeping pill. Oh, okay, um yeah. and next next was just boring, but at least it had some cool action. Mm. Just like this then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why they both get a four. Well, well,
2: yeah, so that was Drive Angry. Uh, It is the second movie Nicolas Cage released in 2011 out of his four movies. Uh, Yes. So the first one we saw last week was Season of the Witch. Uh, This week, Drive Angry, and next week is Trespass. Don't know anything about that movie? No, (laughs) that's...
0: That's when we're getting into the real generic-titled direct DVD movies. I've seen yeah. the poster for it, but I have no idea what it's about.
2: I th- I think I'm gonna try my best to go in completely blind. I haven't yeah. even seen the poster. Yeah, I okay. mean <laughs> nothing except that it's called Trespass.
0: Yeah. Me, yeah, okay. yeah. Me too. I'm, so I'm gonna try. I'm gonna
2: try to go in completely
0: blind. That one. All right, before we
1: end, maybe I should plug my uh, YouTube channel for anyone who would be interested. Yes, please do. (laughs) (laughs) So for anyone who wants to learn more about art and art history and whatever, uh, you can find me on YouTube under Camiv. So that is C-A-M-I-I-W. Should come up if you just search that. Uh,
0: I, yeah. And I, I recommend it as well. I, I've, I've, uh, I've checked out some of your videos. It's, it's very entertaining. Very, uh, it's, it's uh, what's it called? Edutainment? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It's very <laughs> like uh, researched kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um. For any and, like um, RT oh, out there, you know.
0: Yeah. Um. And if you wanna uh, listen to these episodes in advance, um. Or and or, or just get some exclusive episodes of, of my other podcast, the SpoilerCast. You should check us out on uh, patreoncom slash scene. At this point, there's literally hundreds of hours of exclusive material there—commentary tracks, exclusive videos, and stuff. So check it out and support us in our independent podcasting endeavors. But other than that, thank you so much for listening to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. Uh, we're available on all of them. Um, uh, and we will see you in the next episode where we we're going to talk about trespass, whatever that is. Uh, but until then, uh, have a good one. Bye. 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 Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vedeen after a concept by Christopher Billeen, hosted by Tobias Vedeen and Christopher Billeen. Executive producer is Annika Vedeen and Laura Kinney. I also want to give a huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Laura Kinney, Mom, Dad, Danny Delgaiso, and Mac and Mom.